Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Like, email's been around for 25 years now. Yeah. Longer than that if you were an early adopter. A bit of a spoiler alert, but basically everyone's already dead. And uh, it's all for Judith, because everybody's actually dead. Oh, right. Oh, herself. oh that's great. And we figure she's Gen Z. She'll figure out how to use This is a really camera. great bit of information. So <laughs> that was cute. I like that. Sorry. I mean, what if you just, what if you accidentally figured out what the entire arc oh of God. both series are? Well, we've been saying that was the arc for a long time. <laughs> Maggie must listen to our podcast. Um, she's... She's the only one <laughs> besides That's not true. We probably have listeners. Um, you know, you can find us, actually, on Twitter now. Yay! I did that. I know. You actually created the Twitter account we've been I talking live. about for the last month and have not created until I today. live twatted the, the episode Do tonight. I need to beep that out? I don't know. I live twitted twitted it. <laughs> That's what yes. I always call it. I always call it the twits. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so follow us on Twitter. Hi, folks, I'm Tim. Hi, I'm, I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, of, found at, on Facebook and Twitter. At Zompocalypse N, mm-hmm. because I forgot about the character... Uh, character um, length. Length. Thing. Yeah. So That's okay. I tried to hoot-sweet it so that I could dual-tweet my, myself and mm-hmm. at the night, Dusto. And uh, and at Zompocalypse N, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I couldn't get it to work. I'm, I'm a, my computer's having some issues. We'll she figure might, it out. She might need to go to the to the doctor. <laughs> so yes, if you guys could follow us on Twitter and and respond, would be great. We'd mm-hmm. love to have feedback. Um, as always, we usually do this at the end of every episode, as we ask for feedback. If you want to have a comment or a question, that's going anything... to be super more easier. That's right. If and you can just get on, on the twit and be like, Dear ass faces, <laughs> you are wrong, and I do not like your ass face. <laughs> now, we did have a response right away mm-hmm. tonight. You tweeted out, what did you say? Um, I said, who cuts the King Vulture's hair? Because, as you all know, no, I remember no one's name. Right, yes. So, like, everyone has a, 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 a nom de plume. A uh, a nickname for me, and so I tweeted, "Who cuts the king vulture's hair?" <laughs> uh, and the guy who plays the king vulture, whose name is something, because Dustin remembers, no does not names. know names. I know his his face is very angular. He tweeted back at me. He said, uh, "The fingernails of de- of of walkers." And so I tweeted back at him, "Do they press your your hipster shirts as well?" And he did not respond. <laughs> so you know, yeah, he uh, um, may not be a follower. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, so we're we're pleased to be on Twitter and, and out. But in we the followed world. him. I followed him and, uh, on on from Zompocalypse Now, and yes. so his name is Kevin Zegers. Kevin Zegers, 
and uh, yeah, so he's the he's one of the villains on on Fear of the Walking Dead. So I've got to say that tonight's episode, um, on one hand, very solid episode, lots of information. Um, I think there was some really cool stuff going on, and I just wanted to reach through the TV and throttle them all. Why? Explain to me this. Um, because over the last three episodes, we saw a working community, a functioning Mm -hmm. community, characters who have basically been the worst personifications of the dark, nihilistic, grim, lost, hateful, monstrous worldview that the Walking Dead universe loves to embrace. Mm Mm-hmm. And tonight they basically said, all of that doesn't matter. And we're going right back to the dark and grim and monstrous. Okay, except, um, except I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Well, I'm not worried. Uh, I, I'm wondering how reliable our narrators are. Not because I think Alicia and Strand and Lucy are untrustworthy, mm-hmm. but because we're seeing... Okay, so in this episode, we'll talk more about this in, like, in depth, but essentially in this episode, we find out that Alicia and Strand and Lucy and Nick all at different times had that inclination to run from the vultures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... They're telling essentially the story of the day, this one day where Nick, Nick and Lucy and Strand and that guy who likes Strand and uh, Alicia and Naomi all went out on runs and decided to go back to the, the baseball field, even though they had that opportunity to not go back and they didn't take it. So, um, they are now, and then essentially by the end of the episode they say, things went really bad and everyone that was at the baseball stadium died. Essentially. But my, I'm, I really, like, even though we said last week, like, I'm, I'm, I think Madison is dead, um, I'm gonna need to see a body. Oh, well, Because you don't just kill off Kim Dickens. (laughs) like like she has been like everybody i I read a bunch of like like pop culture think pieces this week about like nick was the heart of the show and nick was the main character of the show no no madison is the heart of this show she is the dark pulsing heart in the middle of the show and she is the main character of this show and i really have a hard time believing that mid-season break or whatever we are going to find out that she along with you know jenna elfman who like okay you don't get jenna elfman and kill her off you know well you could you could I jenna mean, elfman has a bit of a reputation as a show killer but um like Dharma and greg was on the Dharma air and greg was on forever a little while but every show she's had after that has failed miserably so well summer glow has got the same reputation right and so I, but anyway, anyway, my point is that I don't, I don't necessarily believe the things that Alicia and Strand and Lucy 
I'm sure, legitimately believe. You know, I, I, there is a lot to be said for what our characters believe and being unreliable narrators as well. Uh, but that said, you know, I, I, one of the strengths of the last three episodes has been this idea that the characters actually found a way to make the world work. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, this family unit actually felt like a family. Right. And Madison felt like a person who wasn't just, you know, here comes the the the, the person we're supposed to be rooting for even though she's a monster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I spent three seasons of going, is Nick actually sane? You know, because he sucked up to every single worst person he could mm-hmm. possibly get around. Um, you know, and, and the idea that we actually had this thing where they had something worth fighting for and they were fighting for it and there was, a, there was hope in this show as well as really solid character arcs and development in just three episodes. Mm-hmm. And then to hit this spot... In this episode, where basically it's all like, you know, here's all the things that went wrong, and this is how it's all burning down, and this is how it's all destroyed. But and, see, we're not... And we're on a road to vengeance. We're not there yet. See, we that are is, on the road to vengeance. Yes, we we're are. We're on the road to vengeance in the blue timeline. I've decided... I, I should have mentioned this before. I decided this week that we should call them the blue timeline and the yellow timeline. Okay. Because in the quote-unquote... Uh, present with Al and, and John Dory and Morgan, everything is kind of sepia tone blue. Sure. And in the quote unquote past, with Nick still alive and, and Madison and the, the baseball it's everything's really yellow. So I okay, think we sure. can we can save a lot of time by saying the yellow and the blue. Personally. I don't okay. know if you want to sure. do that or not. Well, I mean, past and present is also mm-hmm. words that are actually not but but the they think there's more like like fanciness, more like oh, we thought about a thing. With so the song of the yellow and the blue. So you're going to say blue timeline and yellow timeline, and if I say past and present, I'm going to say yellow and blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It was a thought. Sure. Timothy. Okay. Well, well, sure. Why not? But well, they are they, in your terms of in terms of color coding. Um, I think it's actually a one of those stylistic choices that works really well because. We even if we didn't have people telling us, you know, and this is what I did then. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you visually you can see the the texture right, of it looks and different. it was very interesting. I remember uh, in the was it the first episode or the second episode that we realized that it was actually two different things happening at once, or no? Because the whole first episode was just Morgan and John Dory and Al, right? So the second episode when when they were doing the cutting back and forth, it was it was really. A straw. Like, I really liked it when I realized, oh wait, this is not happening at the same time. Right. This is happening in two different timelines or two different points in history. I really enjoyed that. But anyway, so I have this feeling. Who knows? I this a, a really strong possibility that that these people who are already feeling the need to run did at the first sign of trouble, and they missed what happened after see that's a possibility but when you when you consider that you have people like alicia who that's not in that's not in the nature of the character we've seen Mm -hmm. over the last several years now admittedly we've spent the first three episodes of this show basically going 
look, and they've evolved, at least changed. But that just seems a little off for, to me. That but she it's 100% elite. It's 100% Strand. Oh, God, yeah, no, this is... In fact, Strand clearly hasn't changed at all. All right. Strand is exactly the same. So basically we have... Um, it was, of course, last week Nick died. Yes. <clears throat> and this week, uh, while they are taking his body to be buried, where, where they say they uh, were Strand and Alicia... And Lucy said they want to take the body to be buried. Right. Uh, they decide they're going to tell their stories. They're going to share their stories uh, with Al. And so um, there is an editing trick that happens in this episode where they cut back and forth uh-huh. in between them in as we're looking through the camera. Uh, and especially it comes up at the tail of the episode where they're cutting back and forth so it looks like these people are all talking at the same time, even though in the, in the real world these are three separately recorded stories. Um, it's a visual trick that is really, really cool mm-hmm. and really, really deceptive because that's not how the characters would experience it. But it, uh, it's a it neat, it's a, it's a neat trick. Story yeah, it makes for better storytelling. Um, so basically, Strand and the guy that likes Strand. Who has a name. Who sure. has a name, yes. Uh, they go out looking for supplies. Yes, and Madison has sent Lucy and Nick and Alicia and Naomi and Strand and the guy who likes Strand We'll just call it, I don't know, we'll figure out what to call him, or we'll maybe learn his name, it doesn't matter, uh, out, and <laughs> she silly. sent them to places that were maybe not on the beaten path. Like, maybe you wouldn't think that there might be food and supplies at these different places, or she shouldn't think them to. Because the vultures have basically been beating him there. Right. They've been listening on the, on the radio and getting to where all these different places first. Right. Um, and Strand and the dude uh, are supposed to go somewhere. But instead, Strand takes him uh, to a greenhouse. Well, first they go to the greenhouse that they're supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. And at the greenhouse, um, there's nothing. They're, in fact, attacked by walkers that have fallen into cacti. And, uh, And they fight them off, and everything is great. They survive. And then Strand takes him to a, like, junkyard. And in this junkyard, Strand has a fully gassed up SUV full of about a month's worth of supplies. But it's only a month's worth of supplies for two people. It would be like a day's worth of supplies if they took it back to the baseball diamond. And he basically looks at the guy and says, the reason I haven't wanted to get close to you is not because I don't like you. Mm -hmm. I do like you. The thing is, is that you don't know me. Mm -hmm. This is me. Right. I put this all this stuff together. And I didn't do it for anybody else. I did it because I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And I want to live. And I've made choices in my in this, in this my life. He doesn't even say during the apocalypse. He says, I have made choices in my life where other people have been killed so that I could survive. And that's who you want to get close to. Yeah. You should know that. Right. And, of course, the guy is like, oh, Kenneth, you know... And can't just can't even and he's he's like I'm going back you don't have to come back with me and he gets into their truck and leaves and Strand this is a perfectly normal human reaction by the right. way because Strand is objectively terrible yes he's an objectively terrible right human being. and you know it would be really hard for the two of them to repopulate the planet but I bet they'd have fun trying I don't think their goal <laughs> would be repopulation right so but. anyway they uh, so but. Strand earlier in the in the flashback, uh, they said that they had been cutting the rations with 
the feed for the cattle mm-hmm. to kind of help things stretch. And they're all kind of choking down like some sort of whey biscuit or something with obvious like... They're, ma- they're basically making pancakes uh-huh. of a kind and they looked really... Awful. Like real bad. Yeah. And so Strand offers some maple syrup to cut, get rid of the bad taste and they're like, no, we need to save that. And then when he gets in the car to drive away, he sees a bottle of the maple syrup and decides to go back to to the diamond. Because while Strand is objectively a terrible, terrible person, he has a horrible little tiny piece of him that doesn't want to be an objectively horrible person. Right. Well, and not only that, but he, I think, over the last period of time with these people, now I guess we're in modern times... So, for the last three or so years that he's been with these people, he's developed feelings, you know, an emotional connection to Madison and Nick and Alicia. As much as he hates it. Yeah, and doesn't want to leave them. So, they go back. They end up going back. Mm -hmm. And Nick, basically, at the end of his thing, he goes, that my decision to not run at that time is part of what led to... Nick being killed. How that happened, who knows. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out at some point. We do not have that information as of yet. Yes. Meanwhile, separately, Lucy is telling the story of how she and Nick went over to a library. And, of course, there's no food there, but Nick gets really excited because he's like, well, we can get books and we can build, start building a library at the stadium. And Lucy's like, no, this is not going to work. We need to make some some hard decisions. We need to decide. We can't. We have to abandon this place. We have to abandon it to the vultures. She's ready to do that. Mm-hmm. And she finds they find go in the back and they find a uh, a walker that is an homage to that old Twilight Zone episode, Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. where it's a pair of round glasses broken. And a walker and surrounded by books. So you know that I, the whole story just plays perfectly. It was so, <laughs> like, you see those glasses, you see those books, you see the walker, and you know exactly, exactly what happened. It was some dude who, you know, it was the story. It was he, oh, there's time now. Yeah, We've got yeah. time now. No. Nope. Sorry. Of course, you know, I personally, as someone who is very blind, uh, and requires the glasses that are currently perching on my face to mm-hmm. see and function in the world, would have gone looking for more glasses. <laughs> I mean, I would have been like, all right, uh, I'm going to need to see. <laughs> right. But whatever. Uh, no, you know, it's, it's, it's actually a really pretty uh, chilling scene. In And yes, it's a very cool uh, homage to that. Right. So, so uh, Lucy, after they dispatch the walker, they find an atlas. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whatever page we open to... That is where we're going. And so she flips it open and she points. And I just feel, I just feel in my heart <laughs> that she opened it to Atlanta. I just, <laughs> I just feel it in my heart that that is Because he says, looks like we're going north. Or she says, somebody says yeah. it. And then Nick goes, wait a minute. What if we're thinking about this wrong? And so he comes up with some plan in his head, I guess, to go find seeds or something well so basically what he's saying is that 
instead of thinking of this as go out and get food to get us through another day, let's go out and get the materials, the seeds, the fertilizer, the things we actually need to grow, to fix our crop issue. Because the issue is not that these guys are out there at all. Mm-hmm. The issue is that they're out there waiting for us to starve to death. And yet we actually were doing quite well inside with our gardens and our planting. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we could actually do. So why don't we go out and get the stuff that we need to fix the problem as opposed to, you know, be, make it another a one more day thing. Let's, look, let's talk about, think about the future. Yeah. We live here. Let's make here work. And she, he essentially convinces her to do that. And so they go back to, to the stadium too. And she ends her little segment with, um, if we had not decided to go where we ultimately decided to go. We should have go, turned a page. Yeah, we should not have picked the page. We shouldn't have picked the page we picked. So again, we're going to find out, I feel like, that they went somewhere super, that, that led to, I'm kind of feeling like Proctor John. The bad guy, the guy who was introduced at the very um, last you know, of last I, season. It's a possibility, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put out my theory that I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Because the implication here is that we are far enough away from them at this point that this is not like it's not like a promise you could just no. Admittedly, Walking Dead in distance. Right. We, we know this but is. But we're an back issue. in Texas. We know that. Yeah, the, but the stadium is in Texas. If we were, they were close enough to Proctor John, considering Proctor John's attitude, I'm not thinking he would sit there and go, "They're they can just stay over there. I Everything's don't think he fine." Now. I, I, it's, I, if they were that close, know. Proctor John would have showed up. That that's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, so so they decide they're going somewhere, and we don't know where, but but uh, Lucy says that that also contributes to what mm-hmm. happens. So Alicia's story is that she and Naomi went uh, to a water park, <laughs> which actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because, you know, there's water there, obviously, and... Not drinkable. Well, yeah. Well, you, I, I, I don't know. Can you boil chlorine out of water? I don't know. I, I, I've boiled water when camping, just when you get, like, you know, stream water and things mm-hmm. like that. But that's just like regular impurities and stuff. It's not like a you know chemical treatment, right? So I and, don't know. And there's you know snack bars and sure, all sorts right. of you know stuff floating around, and and it's odd, but Texas is kind of lousy with water parks. Well, and it's also a place where you would not necessarily think a lot of people would go to, because it would be a place where a lot of people would have died and it would be full of walkers. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, when it gets hot, people go to these places in droves. Yeah. And that is, those places would turn into massive death traps mm-hmm. uh, in a zombie apocalypse. So I can see how someone would not go into one of those places just because it's like, huh, no. Right. And it's, they, But honestly, they don't find a whole, whole lot of walkers. Well, because as we've established, apparently uh, the apocalypse happened in the middle of the fall, late fall, because everybody is wearing long sleeves. <laughs> so obviously, not a lot of people are at the water park. Well, but we also see that a lot of the zombies have found themselves um, at the bottom of places where gravity would basically draw them to. Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of water parks, you have these slides. <laughs> well, it's okay. So, so what Naomi and Alicia discover 
is that someone had thought of this before them. Right. And somebody had been living at the water park. Right. And they had blocked off certain slides as a place to, like, as places to live high up, Mm -hmm. which actually makes a lot of sense. Right. And uh, so, but somehow walkers got in, and whether or not these people, what happened to these people is they're gone or they're dead or whatever. So Alicia and Naomi climb up a slide to one of the, the water park, the top one of the water park slides, and they find this treasure trove of medical supplies and right. guns and all sorts of stuff. And, um... And a couple walkers who are still yeah. hanging out. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I'm guessing those were the people that were there. I'm thinking so. And so they are fighting the walkers, and Naomi falls with one of the walkers down the slide into one of those toilet bowl, uh, <laughs> slides where it's like... It goes down to this big, huge basin and then drops you like six feet into a pool. And they're super fun. But it's not so much fun when you're wrestling with a walker and there's like seven walkers stuck in it at the bottom. It depends on what your goals are for the day. Right. I mean, personally, if your goal is to be eaten by zombies, right. then it could be a lot of fun. Right. But... Well, and, and, and Naomi accidentally knocked, when she fell down the side, she actually knocked Alicia off balance. And Alicia starts to fall. And the second walker at the top kind of pushes her and you know that weird weapon she's had all season that's Mm -hmm. like a weird like whole cylinder with a point on the end right it's actually the barrel of some sort of automatic rifle two feet long two three feet long trained to use right um and it's made of metal and it's very very pointy by the time we see it so it's a very good weapon for poking zombies in the head and as as we as we uh we know uh alicia uh Alicia is a lancer, <laughs> so uh, she actually breaks the thing off and falls down the slide and uses that to wallop some walkers and save Naomi. Right. So they get back up to the top, and they start packing up the supplies, and Alicia's chatting away. And about... they have discovered a huge amount of medical supplies. Right. I mean, it's like a whole trunk full, and Naomi looks at this and goes, this stuff is going to be super rare. We mm-hmm. need to take as much of it back as we can. But while Alicia's packing up, Naomi takes that opportunity to to leave because she found an SUV earlier too, and she's like, "Oh, these are great because even with if the tires go bald, the or the the you know the the rubber goes bad or the tires go flat, the rims are really strong and they don't drink a lot of gas." And but so she actually takes that opportunity to sneak away, but the thing is out of gas. She gets like ten feet, and mm-hmm. and Alicia kind of walks up and goes. Hi, going somewhere? But ultimately the two of them decide, because she then helps her find some gas. I'm like, all right, if you're going to leave, you're going to leave, leave. And she basically says that the reason she's going to leave is that she's been places where people were, where there were communities, and she cannot go through it, whatever it was, again. Right, which I'm going to assume is... Oh, everything's great. We're going to survive the apocalypse. Oh, no, here come all the dead people. (laughs) And, uh, you know. Could be, could be, yes. Or, you know, maybe she found out that they were Trump supporters. It is Texas. Well, that's possible. And and we we got a little bit of preview of next week and seeing we get a flashback to her relationship with John Dory because, spoiler alert, Naomi is Laura. Laura Um, is Naomi. They are the same. They are they are a person who is the same person. Because, of course, the world is essentially 10 miles by 10 miles, and everyone knows right. everyone. But uh, so I was kind of starting to think that Laura might be a dog. <laughs> I was kind of thinking that we were going to be... We were going to reach a point where we discovered that he had 
found that Laura was dead a long time ago. Mm. And that this is somebody that he's just like, he knows that she's dead, but the quest to find her is what's keeping him going. I, also, there's also the possibility that he, he had he had maybe killed a couple of Lauras along the way. That's that's something we haven't seen yet. Super serial killer in the, the zombie apocalypse and keeps finding Lauras and taking them to his little cabin and murdering them dead. Then going out and looking there for another Laura. Thought. I like it. Although, you know, I would hate for that for John Dory because I love him. Garrett Dillahunt can do a villain really, really good. I love right Garrett Dillahunt. I've never seen anything. That, I've never seen him in anything that I haven't liked. That's true. He's very, very good. Anyway, so, uh, so he, but we find that out way later. So she comes back to the ballpark um, because she doesn't leave. She stays and goes back with them. And we, we we don't know that initially, but Alicia walks up to Madison and says, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Al's like, well, what did... How did you tell Madison that she didn't? She didn't that she left, and she goes, "I didn't." Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you see uh, her standing there, going, "Okay, if however things are going to go here, before it gets better, it's going to get worse. I yeah. want to set up an infirmary." And because we've established that she's was an emergency room doctor, right, nurse. Uh, thank you. So Madison's like, "Okay, good." And then of course Alicia ends her story with, "And because we decided to do this, our my brother is now dead." Except for, uh, we get actually a fourth story. Because while they are off on runs in a place where no, where none of these people would actually be able to see or experience it, Alicia goes and has a conversation with the King of the Vultures. Where he tells her that they used to live in a community of uh, Madison. I mean, Madison does. Madison he, goes. And he calls her. He, uh, calls her on the on the radio and says, yes. "You know, she goes. You know, what do you uh, what do what you want? Do you, want? He's like, you got any? Because <laughs> he's cooking hot dogs. He goes. You, you got any relish? So she strolls on out. Mm-hmm. And this it's a really this is one of those things. It's like I am. This is how you can tell she is trying very hard to not be the Alicia she has been. Because the Madison she has been, or the Madison, sorry, that she has been, because this is the second time where it was like she, old Madison would have just bashed this dude's head into the ground, just like smashed his skull, and then looked up with flecks of blood and gristle on her face at the other hipster vultures and been like, "Who's next?" Because she's not afraid of that. So it's very interesting that she has been so kind to these people. See, the problem is, she's had. coming back to what I said at the beginning, why I'm, why this is, I don't like where we're going here right now, um, is that sense that uh, what's going to happen, I, I, I have this horrible feeling that what's going to happen is that we come out of this and Madison has decided, no, I must be the monster again. And that we're back to that instead mm, of, I mean, true. Mm. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that's just that's what I'm afraid of. That's that's my fear with this show. Well, if she is alive, which we don't know, that's true. Because okay, so anyway, Madison goes and talks to the guy, and he says, "You know, I used to be just like you. I lived in a community. Me and my family had a, a cattle ranch in Central Texas in the Hill Country, which actually is a place where there are a lot of cattle ranches." Mm-hmm. Um. Because that is where I am from, the hill country of central Texas. Right. Uh, 
he says there was a we discovered there was a wildfire about thirty miles away, and and Alicia go Madison goes, I know what you did. You and your brother left, and everyone else died. And he goes, No, that's actually not what happened. Uh, we I convinced everyone to stay, and the fires. I thought we could save the place. I thought we could fight the fires, and we couldn't. And everyone died, and me and my brother were the only ones who got out. And uh, which doesn't explain why he's got like six vans full of, uh, full of hipster douchebags now. I think they all worked for Slate. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, if you and, again follow us on Twitter, uh, Dustin Dustin's ability to, to type in tweets that are are both very funny and often very wrong. Uh, is one of the things that we, we prize greatly in these parts. Yes. Um, and so you should follow us and see what terrible thing he said today. Right. So anyway, um, uh, he says we were the only ones to, to, to survive, so we know that living in the community, we know living in a community is not, as long as we've got a barber and somebody to, to find us urban outfitters, stores, is you know, living in a community is not going to work. It doesn't work. I would just like to say that for these people who are driving around in vans and trucks, they are awfully well-groomed and awfully clean. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they got a portable shower in one of these trucks or something, but what they're Well, we find out kind of at the end, because, um, so Alicia's like, no, we're going to fight you, and we're not going to give up our place. And so she goes back and like, none of the people that are telling the story could possibly know that. You keep calling Madison Alicia. I don't know why You have done either. it every single time. I just I'm want sorry, you to Keith know. Dickens, don't, don't bash my head in with a, with a fire extinguisher. You're going to wake up in the middle of the night, Kim Dickens is going to be sitting at the end of your bed going, what's my name, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, Alicia! <laughs> so anyway, um... <laughs> Oh boy, Kim Dickens! You want to come by and be part of the podcast? Oh, we would love please, to have Kim you. Dickens! Oh, we got his apocalypse in now. You need to we need to tweet at Kim Dickens every every night. <laughs> Kim Dickens, please call into our podcast. I just love it if you would talk about how great you are and how terrible Alicia is. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Madison, Alicia's Dustin's broken. I don't know what's happening to me. Um, anywho. Where were you even going with this? Um, he's using this as an argument to say, you know, I I understand exactly what you're feeling. You're just wrong. Mm-hmm. And you should become one of us instead. And her response, of course, is, no. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, no, I'm not going to be like you. Mm-hmm. And she invites them to come in, too. And, you know, there's a whole thing. Anywho, um, so this whole time that we've been hearing these stories Al has been under the impression that we are driving to a place to bury Nick and so finally they get to the place that Strand and Alicia actual Alicia and Lucy are telling them to go and it's just are you sure yes you're positive this positive yours not Madison yes okay uh it's just side of the road and so they all jump out with shovels and start digging and they find this huge cache of weapons and al of course is incensed she's like how very dare you trick me you lied to me you're mm-hmm. monsters yeah, and they're like yeah whatever lady well no she's like you lied to me and she's like no we everything we told you the truth and he's like but you said we were 
going to and she's like and I was going to take you to the place where we found the thing and 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 Strand's like we don't need you to do that anymore because I found a map and this is this might be why they're all so clean and why also they might be liars um they send out little parties mm-hmm. to do this whole like wait for communities to die thing right and then they have a central location that they go back to right so they might be just lying liars who lie. Except they've been out here for a while outside right. the ballpark. I'm just like like I said, it's just it's the whole thing with this show. The only person who ever actually gets filthy on this show is Nick, <laughs> and on The Walking Dead, it's it's Rick. Mm-hmm. So if your name uh, ends with an ick, then you're icky. You're, you're icky. <laughs> Everybody else is clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have no idea. Madison got pretty gross. Episodes, yeah, but not too often. So it's just one of those things. Well, and where, I think Andrew know... Lincoln like decided that was part of his character. As as crazy as Nick, as Rick gets crazier, he gets grosser. Okay, sure. But anyway, um, so they have this map now to get. They don't have a vehicle, by the way. Yeah, to but... get there, and basically they're going to butcher them all or whatever. The three of them, and Al points this out. How are you going to get there? You're going to walk. And she's like, and, and Alicia's kind of like, well, come with us and see the end of the story. See how the story ends. And John Dory doesn't want to. He wants to go look for Laura. And Morgan has been saying, as soon as, as, soon as we get Nick buried, I am out of here. And, and he even goes, like, they're all ready to leave. And, and Morgan's like, aren't you going to bury your brother? Which causes them all to be like, oh, right, we were people at one point, weren't we? And so they bury Nick under a tree. Well, they're going to bury him in the cachet, I guess. Um, But then uh, uh, Morgan goes, wait a minute. Didn't he, like, I don't know, growing things? And they're like, yeah. So find a tree, and they bury him underneath a tree. It's like, I would just like to point out that Morgan's a little crazy. Morgan has turned into the angel of death, essentially, Mm -hmm. and he feels bad about it. But at this particular point on this show, he's the moral compass. At, at, with this episode, Morgan has become the moral compass of of everyone on camera. Mm-hmm. Which I would maybe just not like, out. I think maybe not out. Maybe not John Dory. Well, at least our old characters. The old characters yeah. are coming back, and like we said, uh, the show's been rebooted super hard. Except, so. except that it might not have been because now we just get some deaths. But if we're going to go back to these characters being. The locusts who burn into the come in and lex the shit out of the place. Uh, for those of you who didn't catch the reference, Lex was a science fiction series about a crew, a living ship, and a crew of losers and monsters who basically every planet they ended up on, by the time they left, they either had killed way too many people, or the planet was on fire, yeah. or the solar system just went, you know, boom, yeah. you know, whatever it was. Um, it was, you know, they were just... And they were always directly responsible. Oh, yeah, it was they always their always fault. always the ones who did it. So, anyway. Um, so, somehow, they convince Al to drive them there and finish the story, to see the rest of the story. And Morgan and John Dory are going to head off. As they're loading this stuff into the car, into the into the van, he comes across a bag and he goes, what is this bag? Goes, this is Laura's bag. And they look at it, he goes, where did you get this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, um, 
that's Naomi's bag. And he pulls open the bag, and inside the bag, and we get a flashback to her... Opening the same bag. And you see that inside the bag is the pearl-handled revolver mm-hmm. that he has the other one the to. Other one too. And he's holding this, and we see it in the past, we see it in the present, and he goes, where is she? What happened to her? And they go, oh, she died. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What? And he's no, no. Did you see her die? And they're like, well, no. She was there at the ballpark. She's Ooh, dead. Everything went down. Yeah. And he's like, I, I'm not going with you. And he goes, I just got to go. And he starts to walk off, and Morgan's going to go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, that's basically where it ends, right? I mean, they're getting ready to drive back to to wherever, uh, or go off to to try, hunt down uh, the vultures. And and Morgan and John Doria are off on their own again. And it is, like I said, I'm just, I'm really concerned. I, uh, I realize, I realize a constant state of conflict, violent conflict, is kind of the Walking Dead style. Right. But we've been watching The Walking Dead for eight years. And Fear of the Walking Dead for four years. And I gotta tell you, it gets a little old after a while. And it's not the first time we've commented on this, is that the grim dark universe, there was something about the last three episodes where you had this idea of these of these characters having hope and building a future and fighting for that future and having, you know, family relationships that were working and Nick kicking his drug habit and Madison finding her humanity again and Alicia feeling part of this family with her mother and her brother mm-hmm. and building this life. But no, we have to burn it all to the ground because that's the Walking Dead way. Yeah. Well, I also, uh, just that reminded me, I read the guy who played Nick, mm-hmm. he has been asking to be off the show for a year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. He, he asked to be killed off at the end of last season. And they're like, well... Give us a chance to, mm-hmm. and of course, <laughs> then he's probably they're probably not going to end this this past and future and present right, thing yeah. until the mid season. The mid season. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's a British actor. Mm-hmm. He said he said in the, in the interview, like, "I wanted to go back to Europe." Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, and he's he's certainly got a lot of uh, exposure out of this, which every actor is you know finds mm-hmm. useful for their career. So good luck to him. Uh, we found Nick to be an interesting character for most of this run. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably continue for another six episodes. Right. So, until the mid-season finale. When we discover that Madison is still alive, because now I've switched, <laughs> I am I am now of the opinion that Madison and Naomi and May are, are going to have survived and are somewhere... I don't think that the guy in the baseball cap that likes Strand is going to live... Because uh, I just I just don't. Well, he's a sympathetic character who has the potential to make Strand a better human being uh, through the power of love. Mm-hmm. So no, he's not going to. Die. And we know Maggie Grace survives because here she is on Fear the or on Talking Dead right now, and she's got the owl hair. Like, why would she keep that haircut if she That's was true. not? Season the season has been shot. Not still going to be that character. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I just I just don't want us to go back to the whole. I 
I just don't. I just don't want us to go there. I look. I I am okay with conflict. I am okay with violence on this show. I am okay for things not working out, but I'm not okay with. I don't want to hate watch this show again when we spent three really solid episodes of building us up to. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. I They're doing something. This was a really good episode. It was. There was a lot to like about this episode. There were. I have no complaints about performances. I have very few complaints about character behavior in terms of how they reacted in situations. Um, you know, the there wasn't a whole lot of egregious, my God, why are you all so stupid mm-hmm. stuff happening here. It's just, it's the, it's the shift in tone. It's the fact that, you know, oh, hey, look, we're building a world. Oh, crap, we're burning it to the ground. Let's all become monsters again. Mm-hmm. I'm so not wanting that. Right. So we'll see and, what happens. you know, Walking Dead really, really benefited from finding a place and settling down there. Oh, yes. Yes, they did. And look, having a place to defend, uh, a place that is home, a place you're willing to fight for, a place that you're willing, to, and people you're willing to fight for, uh, is a very human thing, and it's a very positive thing. Um, you could still end up becoming a monster doing it. Uh, there's a lot of great literature about people who went to war and came back and couldn't let it go or became, you know, there's all kinds of conflict stories you can tell. Um, But the Fear of the Walking Dead has a go to someplace and burn it to the ground, go to someplace else, burn it to the ground, go to someplace else, burn it to the ground problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't don't want that anymore. (laughs) Don't do that, Fear of the Walking Dead. Don't do it. Tim's mad at you. I am. I'm. Sh- I'm disappointed in you. Fear the Walking Dead. Not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. disappointed. Anyway, okay. So that's Fear the Walking Dead this week. Next week there'll be more Fear the Walking Dead, and we'll right. see what happens. We got a flashback episode. Looks like uh, where well, this is what we're doing now. We're in flat. We're in flashback land. Right? And I'm going to predict we are in flashback land until the mid season finale. I think you're probably right. The focus is going to be on John Dory and. Laura, or... Mm, or Naomi, Naomi, or Dharma. Or Dharma. <laughs> Wouldn't that I'd, be funny? That's also who I, what I've been... I called, I called her Dharma all through the tweets. Today. Oh, sure, of course. Um, I have to say, even though he's never going to hear this, and every time I think about it, I always say it, and I tweeted it tonight, I will never, ever forgive Chuck Lorre for suggesting, even for a second, in that episode of Two and a Half Men, where the... Where Dharma and Greg show up, and they're just so mad at each other, and they're talking about how they hate each other, and they're staying married because, you know, for some stupid sham reason, I will never forgive him for suggesting that Dharma and Greg did not end up happy together. Um, Never. I will never, ever, ever forgive him. If I ever met Chuck Lorre, he could be ten years from now, he could be a, a, a Pulitzer Prize for sitcom. And I will, if I walk up, if I see him, if I see him in the face, I'm going to come up to him. I'll never forgive you for what you did to Darnay and Greg in that episode of Two and a Half Men 20 years ago. I just want you to know that the very simple fact that you ever actually watched an episode of Two and a Half Men willingly, I, f- I feel bad for you. Well, it was... It's a it terrible was, show. It was the episode... It was, oh, so bad. Um, my dad loved it. Um, I, I, the episode that I watched, the only episode that I, I watched on purpose Mm -hmm. was the episode after Charlie Sheen had his meltdown and got fired. Right. Yeah. 
and it was the first episode Ashton Kutcher was going to be on. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I like Ashton Kutcher. Let's see. Let's see what the situation is going to be. And that's where it all went wrong. And that's all I wanted to know was what's Ashton Kutcher going to bring to this this world. And that's where it all went that's where wrong. All went wrong. I saw something I will never forgive. It's the same thing if I ever ran into John and Chow, I'm going to walk up to him and say, I'm glad that your directing career was destroyed by Jim the Holograms. I'm glad. You never, you don't deserve to call yourself a director after what you did to Jim and the Holograms. Because Jim and the Holograms is... Legitimately the worst thing that I've ever seen. It may not be the worst film ever made, but it is one of the worst middle fingers to a fan base. That you could possibly have done. It's so bad. We filmed. You filmed me watching it one mm-hmm. time. And That's we, right. I have. Never, I, I have the footage. I have never the footage. Put it up. That's true. Never put it up. Um, it's really, really hard to edit an hour and a half of Dustin uh, making horrible noises and crying and laughing and hysterically. Angry. The only times, like, okay. And when I say laughing hysterically, I don't mean like he was laughing amused. Like the tears moved in past to laughter. And it had that little hysterical sound and to especially it. Where like I thought very much like I should probably call for some help. Like the times when it could have been a good movie. Like Juliet Lewis eats the scenery and she does such a good job with what is so obviously horrible. And she works really, really hard to make it, to, you can see the strain, you can see the cords in her neck <laughs> from where she's straining to make this work. And, and you know, and it's all for if I ever ran into, if I ever met Hayley Kuoko, who is a musician mm-hmm. and plays Aja in that movie, I'm going to go up to her and I'm going to say, you have to tell me everything about filming Gem of the Holograms. How do you feel about the fact that you were in something that was just, that, that, horrifies an entire fan base. I don't blame you. And I'd pet her on her beautiful lesbian face and I'd say, I don't blame you. You know what she's doing? You know you know what's gonna she's gonna do if you do that? She's gonna cry. You're gonna <laughs> have made her cry. Well, because huh. she's gonna break down in tears and go it's not my fault. Well, I feel it'll so be a cathartic bad. moment. It could we'll, be, that's true. We'll, hug, we'll be best friends forever. There you go. So something to look forward to. Folks, yeah. if you um if you too uh, wish to walk up to someone and tell them how awful they've ruined something for you, uh, by Join all means, me let us... <laughs> on Zon, Zonpoc- at Zonpocalypse N. At Twitter. Uh, Zonpocalypse now on Facebook. Of course, on iTunes. Podcast.com. Please leave a note. Please leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're ever uh, interested in being on the show with us, yeah. you have to come to us. Or perhaps we can call it. We can, we can make things happen. Make that happen. So anyway, um, we, anyway, we'd love to hear from you. And we will be back next week with more Zonpocalypse Now. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you guys next week. Zonpocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.